the Chargers must come away from the 2023 NFL Draft with a wide receiver. And today we're looking at our favorite receiver fits for the Chargers on every day of the draft and why Zay Flowers is our guy in the first round. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. I guess this also makes this our seventh draft that we've had to cover, but thank you guys for making this your first listen today as always. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcast from. And today, we're talking about wide receivers, one of the most important things we want to see the Chargers address in the upcoming draft. And I think there's really four guys that are bona fide first round picks that will go at wide receiver. And I'm going to tell you why Zay Flowers is our favorite and why we just think he fits a little better or like him a little better for the Chargers than someone like Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison. But the good thing is, David, is I think the sweet spot in this draft is actually day two. So many guys I love that we're going to talk about today. Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo. Jalen Hyatt, if he falls, that's an obvious one for me. But there's also Jaden Reed, Cedric Tillman, so many other guys that the Chargers could go with. Tank Dell, another guy that you liked. And then we'll get into some sleepers and also some big-time return options later on in the show for the guys that could go on day three. We'll talk about the guys we like best there. But the Chargers could even double dip. Maybe they'll get two of the guys we're talking about on today's show. But to me, David... It starts with Zay Flowers, and I think that's a very controversial thing in a very controversial wide receiver class. I don't think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be there at 21. I think you could say the same thing potentially about Quentin Johnson, too, depending on someone gets sold on him. Didn't test super well. But for me, Zay Flowers is the guy that the Chargers need explosiveness. They need deep threats. They need guys who can create after the catch. I think he brings both of those things to the table, even though he's only five foot nine. Yeah, only five foot nine, but he is that type of dangerous receiver with the ball in his hands. He is a guy that can create with the yeah. ball in his hands better than anyone else in this draft. And, oh, yeah. and that's what the Chargers need. They need somebody who has the speed to stress defenses vertically. He has several long touchdowns that can he can attest to on that and also has the alignment. Uh, versatility to be inside or outside but his stop and start acceleration is second to none he has ability to just stop and just accelerate and explode forward and just leave people in the dust it's very special and that type of creator in this offense with Justin Herbert man it's tantalizing it's very exciting it's kind of intoxicating to imagine what that might look like and all the first round receivers are flawed and there's no you know generational prospect in no. this class at wide receiver even though there's a lot of guys that I like I think with Zay Flowers you know kind of what the flaws are right small catch radius even yeah. though he won 50 percent of his contested catches according to the draft network right that is something that he plays bigger than his size definitely yeah. applies to but just adding more explosiveness to the Chargers offense you know ran a low yeah. four four has mm-hmm. the stop and start ability. I've seen him make seven guys miss their tackle on a single play before. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of things he brings to the table. Obviously, there's some downside to it, too. He's not going to be an impactful blocker. No. The biggest thing here is Tom Telesco hasn't taken a sub-5'11 wide receiver since 2014, and that was Tevin Reese. 
who did not make the 53-man roster that year. So is he scarred from that? Very, very different, obviously. But the only under-six-foot receiver besides him that Tom Tulisco has ever drafted is K.J. Hill, who's also gone now, too. So Tom Tulisco definitely has a type. I don't know if he's going – I don't know if the Chargers are willing to put their principles down for him. And I think really in this class, most of these guys – you would love to be able to trade back and get some of these guys right for sure. Like, yeah. there's no guy that's, you know, bona fide, I think, top 10 kind of a prospect the Chargers are going to get at 21. But Zay Flowers, if you could trade back and get him, that's fine. But I think as far as the wide receivers go, he would definitely be the guy I'm most excited about. As far as the other guys, though, Quentin Johnson and Jordan Addison. I mean, you watched Jordan Addison a lot, David. He was one yep. of the guys you brought up on your last mock draft, the sixth-round mock draft. And Quentin yep. Johnson was a guy that didn't really blow us away the first time we watched him. I get it for both these guys. I understand why they could be taken in the first round and probably will be get taken in the first round. But to me, there's just different things in their games. that I don't think they're as good of a fit for what I want to see added to this Chargers offense. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like in, in, in the question on Jordan Addison here, it's, we already have a type of receiver that really mirrors that type of game that he brings to the table i mean a, a kind of a guy that's a very good route runner a very good quick release a guy that shows some good concentration in traffic i mean all of those kind of things are things that keenan allen does extremely well and i still feel like is going to be something he's going to continue to do and then quentin johnston also another kind of guy that reminds you a little bit of mike williams with the size but he is a little bit faster but also i i think that for me, it's just he's not the type of receiver that the Chargers need to add to the room. I feel like he's not the guy that is going to win those contested catch situations. He, I mean, he does have the deep speed, but I feel like he's, it's a guy he needs like a runway. He's not like a, a creator with the football in his hands. And that's I think that's more of the guy I'm looking for to add to the Chargers offense. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Addison, I think it was like 56% of his targets came within 10 yards of the line of yeah. scrimmage, and he was even higher, much higher in certain other seasons. I think he doesn't fit. He doesn't add much to the Chargers offense, even though he'd be a really, really good receiver. Yeah. You know, and maybe he's a guy for the future, but he really, yeah, 171 pounds comes with the same concerns that you have with Zay Flowers. So it's not yeah. like he's just a no doubt about it guy. With Quentin Johnson, I could see the Chargers getting intoxicated by the size Definitely. To me, the size and maybe the dreads are really the only thing that really remind me of Mike Williams because I also don't think this dude plays up to his size at 16. No, he doesn't. Not an above-the-rim player that I saw. I've seen some people attribute that to him, but that really wasn't his game. But the yards after the catch is the most confusing part, and especially, I think, just because of the games I must have watched. I mean, he had 296 yards after contact, which was first in the NCAA. Or yep, first 45 missed tackles across or 45 missed tackles forced across three seasons at TCU. So, I mean, yeah. it's there. Like, it's there. It is, and I think his game speed is a lot faster mm -hmm. than the 4.52 that he ran at the Combine and the 4.49 four, four, that he ran at his pro day, right? So, he fits more of what the Chargers like. I guess I just wonder if that yak ability will translate because it's not elusiveness yak as much as it's like, He's really, really good at kind of setting up defensive backs and, you know, faking one way and going the other yeah. way right after he catches it and has kind of the explosiveness to to break out of, you know, those almost tackles. And he did that a ton. I mean, you go back and yeah. look at the Michigan game. He pretty much single-handedly won them that game, did a lot yeah. of big things and had a breakaway touchdown in that game. 
whatever it was, it just didn't jump off the page to me. Maybe I'm overthinking it. He's a big dude, but he also had eight hard drops to bring in down. 2022. Yeah, sure. I mean, so he does kind of bring some of that yak to the table. I just, for some reason, I didn't see it with this dude. When I was watching, you know, someone like Zay Flowers, like, yeah, it jumped off the page. Oh, for sure. To me, you know, like this is a dude that can be a playmaker at the next level. And to me, he's just the guy I think most uh, could really affect the deep part of the field just as far as running past dudes and also giving you the yak. And I just think those are the two biggest things the Chargers offense needs. The athleticism, the speed, the quickness is just so it just jumps out at you when you're watching Zay Flowers. It's very, very obvious why you know he is being looked at in in the spot in the draft that he is because of that creating ability it's just no one else can really do that on the football field yeah. in this draft and, and and it just seems very obvious as soon as you put the tape on with him yeah and i think the the problem is is you have guys in the past you know that you could potentially compare them to like the percy harvins of the world sure. and the tavon austins of the world even guys like Kadarius tony right the guys that are mostly creators yeah. But are also very, very small as well. There's not a ton of those guys being super alpha number one type of receivers in the sure. league. And are you going to take a guy in the first round that's not going to eventually turn into your number one receiver, which Zay Flowers might not. But matching that dude with Justin Herbert and giving him a little bit of help as far as someone who can actually do something with the ball in his hands and yeah. also gives you some more speed in that room, I think, would be the guy I could get most excited about in yeah. round one. But for me, truly, I think the sweet spot in this draft is day two. And what I also learned talking about the day three guys we're going to get to later is that I want them to take a wide receiver in rounds one through three at some point. I think that's where, you know, they're going to get that guy potentially or at least have the best chance at it. But before we get into those day two guys like the Jonathan Mingo, who I just love, there is something exciting coming to built.com. You guys have always heard me talk about what my favorite protein bar is. If, you know, built was a draft prospect and we were doing a protein bar draft there's no question who the number one overall pick would be but on april 22nd this saturday i don't have all the details yet but the excitement is real and it's something that you won't want to miss because built is releasing an ultra secret limited time limited quality bar a brand new flavor on saturday if you know how built works they have most the most incredible protein bars in the world and they have the most amazing flavors obviously with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. And I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. The messed up thing is, is I've been thinking about that or even during this show already, getting to this ad read. I don't know. They didn't tell us. Like, I wish we could be on the inside and be like, oh, I want, I, I don't know what this flavor is going to be, but with what, you know, those other incredible flavors are, I'm excited. So make sure you guys check it out. And make sure you guys, since you listen to the show, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. David, there's a couple of my draft crushes for sure coming up in the day two favorite receivers part of it. And I think there's a lot of guys to get really, really excited about. I mean, even if there's not that generational prospect, I think there's a lot of guys that I really, really love at the top. And I think let's start with Jalen Hyatt because he's a guy that, it's kind of hard to decide where he's going to go. There doesn't seem to be a consensus about it. But he's one of the guys for me, if he falls, and we'll talk about Jonathan Mingo, right, and Marvin Mims, I'd put them in the same category. But if he makes it to you in the second round, Jalen Hyatt, like I jump all over that. He's one of the guys that if he's there somehow, you you run up to the podium. Absolutely. I think with Jalen Hyatt, you look at, you know, he's the guy that is six foot. He's 176 pounds. 
has 32 and a half inch arms. So, yeah, I mean, he's a, a little on the lighter side. The weight is the scariest part of his size, right, for sure. Right, of course. Limited production until the explosion in his last year where he really, really went crazy. And he can fly. He absolutely can fly. When you turn the tape on, it is very, very obvious. He does a really good job of tracking the football. I feel like he effortlessly gets separation. He has a really nice double move. Uh, also, gets easy yards on quick passes and the out routes. Uh, he, he's not a great blocker, but you know that the, the size is going to tell you that. Also, feel like the route tree was a little bit limited, uh, but these are things that can get better at the next level. Sure. But the one thing that's going to show up right away is the ability to stretch stretch the field. Man, that speed it's real and it is a problem. Yeah, I think you know if they trade back far enough, maybe he's an option there too. But yeah, I just think that his game speed is way faster than that 4-4 or 40. Exactly. I mean, a 4-4 is really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a one-trick pony to some extent, but, like, I think there are other ways he can use. He is a, a runway yak guy that can yeah. take one to the house, you know, if he has kind of the, the platform to do it. And maybe sometimes you just take the dude who scored four touchdowns against Alabama and you just say, hey, that dude's probably a pretty good player, right? Pretty good. <laughs> a couple other guys I would love on day two, David. Marvin yeah. Mims, a legit deep threat who has runway yak ability. Again, another one of those guys, 9.41 RAS athlete. So that's something where, you know, top of the line as far as that goes. 5'10", 183, another smaller dude, but also doubles as a punt returner, 11.8 yards per punt return. Yeah. That's good. And even though he doesn't have a, a diverse route train, he's not a true creator. A guy I would give my stamp on for sure on day two. And Jonathan Mingo, my draft crush for sure. Big, physical, 4-4-6-40 at 220 pounds. Blocks and can eliminate dudes in the blocking game, which is just not something you say about a lot of college receivers. Yeah. And somehow not in the athletics consensus top 100 picks yet at this point, which is wild to me because Peter Schrager just took him in the first round of his latest mock draft. Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims, stamp of approval, run up to the podium, whatever you want to say. Those are two dudes I think would add great elements to the Chargers offense. Yeah, Marvin Mims, just tremendous straight line speed, deep production, seven catches of 40-plus yards, <laughs> which is crazy, 19.5 yeah. yards per catch average. Also feel like he has a great concentration when he's catching the ball over his shoulder, um, and you mentioned his punt return ability. Jonathan Mingo, when watching him, he's just a really smooth athlete. I think when you watch certain athletes play certain sports, you're like, Man, they make the game look really, really easy. Like, yeah. for example, Manny Machado. Whenever you watch Manny Machado play <laughs> third base, he is just, it's effortless. I mean, Smooth, it doesn't yeah. matter if he's running past the, the third base line, throwing it across his body. It, it just doesn't matter. It's so effortless. That's what it looks like with Jonathan Mingo. Excellent blocker. And he drives defenders back. Like, it's not yeah. just a guy that's getting in the way. He is trying to drive you out yeah. of the play completely. Rare size and speed combo. And another guy that does a really good job of tracking the football. And he has a very good, very deceptive double move that he uses to create a lot of of really good separation. So a guy that can really excel in that situation. It's just so sad because I had him as a, I think a fourth round in one of the mocks we did only a couple of yeah. weeks ago. And I was feeling so excited about it. Skyrocketed. No man. longer a sleeper. Ooh. It doesn't quite fit in that category anymore. But to me, I just, I see it with him, yeah. you know, like I see all the ways he can contribute to the game. And even if he's not a true burner, one of my favorite things about this dude is how hard he is to bring down. I truly think yeah. he brings yak after the catch ability because 
he gets five yards just with dudes on his back sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's just multiple instances where you'll see, you know, multiple two, three, four defenders trying to bring this dude down. And he, even though he can I think, get deep though, like he really he can, can exactly he when can he stacks dudes well and he's super broad shouldered and wide. Yeah. I mean, four, four, six at two twenty is ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. That's a big that, dude to be moving that yeah. fast. Like, I mean, he is a deep threat, but like also gives you the yak. I'm running up to the podium in round two. The, the secret is out. Give me this dude and I would be fine. And I think not only can he compliment what you have right now, I think down the road he can be one of those guys that replaces Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to me, sure. right? That's yeah. just average route runner. You know, there's some things part of his game that, like, he definitely has to work on, which is why he was lower to begin with. But sure. just makes too much sense to me. One of the guys you liked a lot, though, maybe even, you know, we're talking day two guys, maybe third round pick, maybe a trade back guy if you trade back a second round, something along those lines. Tank, yeah. De Tank Dell, who I think to me is kind of like a Zay Flowers light a little it bit. Yeah, I would agree with that, and and I think emphasis on the light part. He's five foot eight and one hundred and sixty five <laughs> pounds, so he is very very small. There's no question, yeah. but outstanding quickness and acceleration. This is another guy in this class that can create with the ball in his hands. Yes. So there's no question about that. I like the fact that it really snaps off his routes. He has legit short area quickness. Really saw him cook a DB in the red zone too on a nice little you know slant route. He does a really good job of tracking the ball over his shoulder, which is, is fantastic. Also, a guy that has experience returning kicks and returning punts. So he could be a guy that can come in and really stretch the field for you. He can be a creator, and he can double as your punt and kick returner, which is something the Chargers need to go out there and find in this draft. Yeah, so exciting. Such an easy guy to root for. Such a, yeah. a you know, when you... You're not going to find many more kind of explosive highlight tapes than watching Nathaniel Tank Dell. I mean, yeah. four four nine forty, decent speed, but he had an elite 10-yard split, which I think yeah. is very fitting for him because he's the guy that, like, he can get to 0 to 100 so quickly. Yes, like he's in like acceleration quickness, man. Yeah, like 98th percentile as far as 10-yard split, but just like a, an above-average 40 time shows you just he is quicker than he is fast for yes. sure. I worry about the physicality of the next level, of obviously, course. at 165 pounds. Yeah. And he had 20 drops the last two seasons, which <sighs> obviously sucks. But like he also had 200 catches. Like The dude was constantly targeted, didn't yeah. really have the best of quarterback play, I would say, either, which could contribute to some of that. Either way, I mean, Tank Dell's exciting, man. Even, you know, doesn't run as fast as maybe you'd like to see the Chargers go with. Maybe he's a guy where you feel like they doubled it potentially later on at receiver with him. Yeah. I get it. Cedric Tillman's another guy I want to talk about, though, David, because he's yeah. the guy that fuels like some of the Chargers would take in Definitely. the second or third <laughs> rounds, right? Because Tennessee dude, right? The To me, I mean, the guy that fits less of the two Tennessee receivers. But he's over six foot. You know, mm -hmm. he, he can win contested balls. He's very good at setting up routes, and especially, you know, comebacker routes for sure. He's very good at and performed well against big competition, got went against guys at Georgia, went against guys yeah. at Alabama. Showed great good deceleration, things like that too. To me, <laughs> I get why he checks all the Chargers boxes, but to me, I think he's just too similar to what they already have. I don't know how many good new things he brings to your offense if they go that direction. Right, and and when we're talking about similar to what the Chargers already have, I mean, this is a guy that is very, very reminiscent of Mike Williams. I mean, I feel like 
there's some elements to his game that give me Mike Mike Williams vibes. This guy's massive. I mean, he almost looks like a tight end out there. Has really strong Big hands. Shoulders, yeah. Defeats Broad press body. with strength and physicality. Um, he excels at going up and getting the football. Like he can definitely, man. He's got some incredible leaping ability. That is absolutely no question. And he's not an easy tackle. Uh, I mean, not on the quick pass. Like he's a guy that that you know he's going to take a couple of guys to get him, get him on the ground. He's going to you know, give you the yak yards from that aspect of it. Not quick, you know, not the quickest guy around, but he can drag some defenders with him. No, no question about it. Yeah. Another guy I like day two, Jaden Reed, Michigan state made third round pick there. Yak ability, good separator mid four fours. Not, I mean, I saw him separate and wasn't just running away from people, but yeah. kind of found a way to separate on big plays in the end zone on deep passes, things like that. Three punt return touchdowns and average 14. 17. 14.9 yards per punt return for Jaden yeah. Reed. Jaden Reed, for sure. Woo. And two seasons of averaging 17.9 yards per punt return or better. <laughs> That's right? insanity. Yeah. I, he's fast, but he's not an elite burner, but definitely someone I could get behind. It would be hard for me to put all my eggs in that basket, but I definitely, definitely understand yes. the interest there. Uh, but another really small guy, another slight guy, 5'11", 187. That's the theme of the 2023 NFL draft. But we do have other guys to talk about, some exciting sleeper picks, even though I think the sweet spot is in round two and three for this upcoming draft. There's still a lot of very interesting prospects later on. We'll also talk about some guys we couldn't find film on, but could make a lot of sense for the Chargers coming up after this. All right, we've talked about day one and two of the draft rounds one through three, but I want to get to these guys later on in the draft because we know this is a deep wide receiver class and there are some guys that bring speed and also bring returnability that you can find after round three. But this is just the wide receiver show. Tomorrow is another big one because we're getting into our favorite edge rushers in this draft class, talking about the guys we think are our favorites to go in round one. You know how we feel about Nolan Smith, but there's a couple other guys in that conversation that'd be good with in round one, too. And getting into day two and three of the best edge rusher fits for the Chargers tomorrow before getting into our final ideal seven-round mock draft next Monday before you know the draft on Thursday so good stuff coming up make sure you guys are back here with us for that but I want to start with a guy who is kind of the Zach Koontz of the wide receiver room David Bryce Ford Wheaton another sleeper I know a lot of Charger fans have talked about because ran a 4-3-8-40 and he has an RAS athleticism score of 9.97 so I think he ranked 11th out of 3,020 receivers since 1987 uh, according to the RES calculator there. Sheesh. Makes sense, Dave, but this guy is also considered a, you know, sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah. Maybe as a late guy, you know, if the Chargers want to find some speed late, maybe this makes some sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the size and the speed combination, that, that's going to be intoxicating and alluring for some teams just right off the bat. Six foot three, 221 pounds, running <laughs> a four three eight with 33 and a half inch arms. So he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the catch radius. And this is another guy that can jump out of the gym. I mean, he, he's got an exceptional leaping ability. Yeah. He is a field stretcher on doing his best work on those deep routes when he's able to just take off and run. I think that's when he's at his best. He does have the, uh, have quickness to be a better yak threat. I don't feel like I saw it enough, but I feel yeah. like that ability is there. Also, 
a regular contributor on punt coverage, which is going to be good, especially if you're going to be drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. On a Brandon Staley-led team, you better be able <laughs> to contribute on special teams. That is something he has spoken about at nauseum. Um, but, yeah, again, rare size and speed combo guy that you there's going to be a team that's going to take a flyer on him late in the draft, no question. Yeah, a lot of flaws. I mean, clunky sure. route runner, struggled with physical defensive backs. Speed didn't jump off the tape. It's kind of like Zach Coons, where if you watch him, you wouldn't think that's the most athletic wide receiver I've ever seen. I mean, the most athletic one on their scale was Calvin Johnson. When you watch Calvin Johnson play, you're yeah. saying that's the best athlete I've ever seen, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> you didn't see that on this guy's tape, right? And that's why he's a later round pick a lot. But right. You're talking about, hey, six round pick, seven round pick, somebody to develop. Obviously, he has the athleticism to do it, oh, yeah. but a lot of other places that would have to be refined for sure. Sure. But this is also a good place to find a return man, David. If yes. the Chargers do want to double dip, day three, later on in the draft, is where you would go to do it. Absolutely. And there's another guy that I think you would be looking at specifically as a returner here. Uh, more so than a wide receiver, and that's going to be Darius Davis out of TCU. Five foot eight, hundred and sixty-five pounds, uh, only twenty-nine inch arms. So yes, a very very small guy. <laughs> Another one of but these this guys. guy is a sudden athlete, has an exceptional burst and quickness. Um, I've, he's a guy that really excels as a gadget type type wide receiver, but. For him, it's all about the punt and kick return ability and not only the ability, but the production. This yeah. is a guy that has six return <laughs> touchdowns in his Oof. college career. Five of them were punt return touchdowns. He yeah. is a lead legit kick and punt returner that can take it to the house anytime he touches the football. So that is his absolute value yeah. and those hidden yards on punt and kick return we saw last year with how much better the punt return aspect of the Chargers special teams was and how much that can impact you in helping you win football games yeah I had his best year as a receiver 42 catches last year you know five touchdowns wasn't really a deep receiver like his four three eight forty time would lead you to think. Right, his other uh, you know RAS scores are really bad four point two eight score, not good agility or explosiveness there. But obviously has something as a punt returner. And hey, if the best case scenario is you can be a DeAndre Carter type role and what his role was actually supposed to be last year, which yeah. is gadget guy and you know getting in in certain packages, maybe he can turn into that right. But oh, you're yeah. doing this for the returnability. The good news is, though, David, with day three is you've already watched a couple of guys that you liked with Charlie Jones from mm -hmm. Purdue. And then you also have Parker Washington from Penn State, who could be available for the Chargers on day three. Yep. Charlie Jones, uh, just a massively productive receiver, 110 catches <laughs> in the last two seasons, 1,361 yards, 12 most touchdowns. Most of them last season. Yeah. yeah, most of them last season, right? Yeah, really strong stutter step. Helps him get separation. He's a guy that's going to fight through contact and make those tough catches. Um, he runs a pretty good, uh, diverse route tree as well. Um, and he also has uh, experience uh, returning kicks and punts. And with Parker Washington, another kind of similar guy. He's a guy that is like a running back and a wide receiver's body. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, the other, other way around. A, a wide receiver and a running back's body. He's really, really tough to bring down. He's a guy that you know he can create with the ball in his hands. But he's doing it not to make you miss, but to run you completely <laughs> over. Uh, that's what he brings to the table. Also, another guy that has some special teams value as well. Yeah, I, I like both those guys for different ways. I mean, both of them kind of, I think, play with an underdog mentality. Both Definitely. kind of undersized guys, for sure. 
I watched Charlie Jones give it to Joey Porter Jr. a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. playmaker, a kind of just, like a baller, but like, kind of like a true hoopers no situation. Like, he's just a, a, a scrapper, I would yeah. say, as far as, I mean, transferred multiple times. Tenacious. Finally yeah. found his way onto the field at Purdue after a few seasons at Iowa, and he even transferred to Iowa once upon a time, three different colleges he went to, Whew. to get to this point. Struggles with physicality, slight frame, but great body control. I saw a lot of really difficult catches. Yeah. And a good return, man. I, you know, and I think for Parker Washington, just a lot to like in his game. Thicker dude gives mm. you a little bit of yak ability. But I think one thing we noticed in the day three guys is just like, you don't want to only end up with a day three guy, which is why we had the Jalen Guyton conversation yesterday, right? It's like yeah. you still want them to divert some some premium resources and adding up, op, you know, explosive offensive weapons for Justin Herbert. These are all guys in a double dip situation. Maybe you like, and just maybe guys you can get excited about, but you don't want to be the only option. And the unfortunate truth is David, we can't watch every single player. We tried to watch as many as we could. I mean, how many yes. wide receivers are we talking about today? 20. So <laughs> like, it feels like it. Yeah, truly. And, but there, the problem is, is college football film is really hard to watch. And we don't like to talk it about is. guys when we can't see them. Right. And there's right. a lot of guys that fit that description this year, more than we would like Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, Cincinnati film was really, really hard to get, you know, your hands on both yeah. guys, four, four or less speed. Yeah. Blazers. Right? Tyler Scott, 14 touchdowns, all 20 plus yards. And he Sheesh. averaged 44.6 yards per touchdown on those 14 touchdowns, according what? to Dame Brugler. Yes. Yeah, that's wow. a, a pretty nuts number. That's Another ridiculous. One, Trey Palmer, four three three forty. Definitely, you know, a guy third, fourth round potentially mm-hmm. that is a just true burner if that's just yes. what you're trying to add. Ten catches of 30-plus yards last year. That's crazy. Like, that's almost, you know, a 30-plus yard catch a, a game. You think the Chargers it, it, could it, it basically like is. that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did have 16 drops. These are all flawed guys, right? But sure. also another guy, extensive return experience, a kick and punt return in his career too. And then Andre Yoshivas, the Princeton wide receiver that's been making waves because he's a track athlete, 9.95 RES score. So we have a 9.97 and a 9.95 as far as the athletes later on in the draft. Sheesh. These are the notes on him. You know, track athlete, runway yak ability, you know, on drag routes, things like that where you can give him a lot of space but not going to, you know, shake people out of their shoes by any means. Had very mixed results against better talent at the Senior Bowl. And had one scout, according to Dame Brugler, say, don't know if he's tough enough to cut it at the next level. So, some obvious concerns there, but big dude, 6'3", yeah. 205, fits the Chargers kind of, you know, what they want to see from that position. Height, weight, speed guy. And, yeah. you know, Trey Palmer's another guy, another six-footer. So, maybe those are yeah. guys that they'd feel more comfortable with. But a lot of these guys, David, especially late, very fast. It's pretty small a lot of Very the times, small. right? Yeah. But a lot of return experience as well, and a lot of guys that, hey, we wish we could have watched because of those things, because they would probably fill those needs for the Chargers. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a good chance that, you know, the Chargers can find somebody that will fit that explosiveness bill early on in the draft, but also don't be surprised at all if they double dip and take one of these guys that can double as their kick and punt returner because they don't have that guy on the roster right now, and... I think they're going to learn from the mistakes of their past uh, with having five wide receivers active, knowing that that put them into some really compromising situations last year. So I feel like there's a pretty good chance that we could see the Chargers draft two wide receivers in this upcoming draft. Yeah, because they should absolutely carry six wide receivers on their roster. They They have four right now. Jalen Guyton shouldn't stop you. 
from bringing in any of these guys. You should have six. You can get two of them in this draft. You know, maybe they find that return man undrafted free agency, right? Something something along those lines, and that's how they choose to address it. But a lot of guys that you'd feel good about if they took. I mean, a lot of guys to be really excited about. Last year, we got excited about wide receivers, too, and Chargers took zero of them, right? So we'll see how it shakes out. We'll see how big they think a need it is for them. But I I hope you guys enjoyed the coverage. You put a lot of time into looking at these guys and watching a ton of film on these wide receivers. And I think we can, you know, say there's a lot of guys the Chargers could come away with that you should get excited about. But that is going to do it for today's show. The good news is you don't have to wait very long for the next big profile for position group of the 2023 NFL Draft. Because tomorrow, we're getting into all of our favorite edge rushers, who we like the most in round one and day two and day three of the upcoming NFL Draft. And we're also getting into our seven-round Chargers mock on Monday. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, follow for free or subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find all of the shows on our social media every day. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, and the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much again for making your first list, making us your first listen every day. And for the everydayers out there, we appreciate you guys, and we put this content out there for you guys. So thank you guys again. We'll be back with you tomorrow for the Edge Rusher Group Finding the heir apparent to Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack, potentially. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.